Well, 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 our first podcast, Paulie. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Paulie. And of course, a good morning to our new our listeners. Our, exactly, our audience. So look, guys, exactly. welcome to the very first episode of the Ruchi Strengthcast. Um, really, this has been quite some time coming. We've been talking about it for a while. You've been talking about it for a while. It's kind of true. Paulie <laughs> really does struggle with public speaking and anything like this. So this is actually quite outside Paulie's comfort zone. Isn't that right, Paulie? Oh, I don't mind public speaking too much. I just... Not that this yeah. is public speaking. I really don't like... I really hate scripted stuff. So well, hopefully we keep this more like it's a conversation. Well, that brings us to the first point I'm going to make about the Ruchi Strengthcast is that this is not going to be a completely scripted kind of thing. We want this to flow. We want it to be fun. Um, and we just want to, you know, keep the conversation flying, cover, cover some good topics. And actually, talking about topics, we had a really good response from people on the social medias, the Instagrams and the Facebooks, in terms of what kind of topics they'd uh, like to see covered. I'll give you a few ideas. Today, though, we're going to be just doing an introduction, sort of introduce the podcast, ourselves, our background, uh, and sort of, you know, how we, we came into Ruchi's Gym and the facility as it stands now and the things that we do. First of all, some topics that we're probably going to cover sometime over the well, the foreseeable future. Uh, I'll, I'll just run through a few. Uh, one, one was, uh, what does it take to get to a 300 kilo squat? Interesting topic, massive. Everyone, everyone wants to learn how to get strong, so it's not really a surprising yep. question. You might also you know, answer how do you get to a 200 kilo bench, bench press, 300 kilo deadlift and so on. Correct. Um, uh, here's an interesting one, Paulie. We love powerlifting, but why will it never be in the Olympics? Okay, That's an so interesting one. About Olympic selection. Yeah, basically about Olympic, the Olympic bid, mm-hmm. which, as we all know, is let's be real. Well, in our opinion, like, is yeah. Let's uh, let's call it flogging a dead dead horse. <laughs> let's do that. Um, here's one. You want to train powerlifting, but you don't want to compete. Um, so this is really just about strength training and the reasons why strength training is important. Um, a few what, quick, other quick ones. What's the deal with RPE? So we can discuss auto regulation and the use of RPE for uh, or rate of perceived exertion, which we use in our coaching as well. And a lot of other coaches out there would probably use some form of RPE or auto regulation in their training. Um, why Ed Cohen is the goat? So the greatest why of all he's time. Considered the greatest of all time. Considered, I, I think it, it's pretty much a fact. It was on. It was on uh, Facebook. Uh, I saw this morning the IPF put out a. Um, you know, a, a post about the goat. It wasn't Ed Cohen, but there was a lot of, of conversation. Not. There was a lot of conversation around, you know, the new goat. Who's the goat? Where's the goat? Too much goat. You know that type of thing. <laughs> the goat. Um, the reasons why you should have a coach. I'll just. I'm going to quickly ramble through some of these. Um, will your total be bigger if you train at a dedicated strength gym? Uh, building strength. When should you stop? Never. Interesting one. Never. Why sumo isn't cheating? <laughs> because it's. Let's not, not go into the reasons poorly. I'm okay. just covering some of the topic po- topics that we may cover. Um, why we love 15 rep supersets? Uh, and someone asked this question in relation to Paul <laughs> now uh, coaching. Normally, like in our gen prep sort of phases, we normally have some of our crew doing 15 uh, 15 rep uh, supersets. Obviously, some great base building. Um, why do I deadlift like I have a disease from medieval Europe? Interesting. <laughs> I can't remember who asked that one. A few other ones, but you know, topics include things like longevity and powerlifting, how to achieve longevity. Um, an interesting one here, if we, went, if we went back in time when we first started lifting and told ourselves one thing, what would that be? Um, 
An interesting one from one of our lady admirers out there. What sexy positions enhance your lifting? So I'm not sure how not we're going to cover sure. that one. <laughs> Actually, it was my wife that asked that one. Um, and a whole range of other topics, you know. We're even going to be covering, so a little bit, I guess, about um, the Ruchi Strength Cast is that we're really going to cover everything strength training, powerlifting, and even some business-related topics because people do have a lot of questions for Paul and I in terms of, you know, how to grow a gym business or a PT business, uh, the things you should be doing, shouldn't be doing, you know, marketing ideas, things like that. So we're going to have some business tips. On top tips. of that, Daniel, I'd also like to have discussion outside of those areas and maybe just talk some shit as well. We can do that. Yeah. Look, I'd like to do some things, yeah, outside of that. Like, for example, I'd like to... Um, have uh, an episode on the new West Side movie that's coming out May the 7th. Still powerlifting, but good. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Yes. You know, local talent will cover some events and things like that. Also, Would it be possible to get Mike Fahey on the, uh, on the line, so to speak? Look, we definitely will start looking at um, the potential for having um, guest, guest speakers. speakers. Snap. Um, crackle pop. So, yeah, so potential for guest speakers as well. But initially, um, it's going to be us doing a lot of shit talking, basically. Yeah, but hopefully also providing some actual informative Look, let's hope that our listeners useful. actually yeah. get some value out of this podcast. And another topic that is kind of close to my heart in particular because I've been do- dealing with this for pretty much two decades is sponsorship. Um, so that's going to be covered at some point as well. And there's a whole host of, um, a plethora of other topics that we'll be discussing. But let's just really get in today. Today we're going to sort of introduce ourselves. I'll let Paulie start. We're going to go through our background, sort of how we came into strength training, um, and then we'll sort of both do that, and then we'll sort of get into the Ruchi's gym, and, and, and we'll go from there. So, cool. Paul, you can kick things off. Well, I mean, how far back are we going here? You know, like, I was born in uh, 1978. Well, we're, we're twins, if <laughs> yeah, um, you yeah. people haven't already guessed. <laughs> so, I suppose a good question to, um, to start off with, Dan, is how did we get involved firstly in training or strength training, and then how did that lead on to powerlifting, and then, then, then yeah. how did that lead on to opening Ruchi's gym. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, how we got into strength training or training in general is quite simple. Um, Dan and I played soccer for a long, long time. Uh, I got to a point where physically my body, it was just too demanding on my body. I actually um, ended up with some serious, seriously bad shin splints and I couldn't, uh, to the point where I was actually finding it quite hard to walk. And... Um, and, and, and from there, uh, I sort of ended up in the gym uh, and strength training was a part of the rehab process for those shin splints. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I think then we started in the gym, you know, and then we sort of, it developed into, you know, we just wanted to look and feel good. Yep. And then remember, I did a short stint in, um, in Thailand and then you came over for one of those stints and we went hard in, in the hotel gym there with a the PT. <laughs> I remember that. What was his good name? Good days. Was his oh, name? man, I Sunny? don't remember. Sunny? Sunny? Was it Sunny? I don't remember. Anyway, my God, that was that was. Paul's so talking. Fun. We're talking, um, you know, well, yeah, potentially fifteen years ago. Yeah. So you know, like we're forty at the moment, and now we sort of started hitting the gym early twenties, mid twenties. Um, at first, you that, know, that was so far away from strength training. Yeah, that was that was not that, that was just your bullshit um, yeah. bodybuilding. That, that was like we went into the gym, not we got on a treadmill for thirty minutes, and we went upstairs and thrown some dumbbells around. Correct. We didn't yeah. really know what we were doing, which is yeah. kind of where most people start, to be yeah. honest. Um, these days, there's a lot more education, and there's a, a, a lot the, more. The internet makes the information really Absolutely. readily available. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we um we uh, we went to Bayswater Waves actually, and many many of our listeners might be might know where Bayswater Waves actually is. Um, so, and then, you know, sort of one thing led to another and you do that, you know, you go online and you, and you do your research and then 
one day Dan comes up to me and he says, I found this amazing website. And I was like, man, you know, share. Like, I'll, yeah, I'm curious. I like new information. Well, it was um, ptcfrankston.com. Oh, yeah, Marcos's. Right? ptcfrankston.com. I was reading the, art, the yeah, articles. Yeah, and then the, the, the newsletters, right? The newsletters and are fantastic. So Dan and I started reading um, some of those newsletters, and I'm pretty sure those newsletters are still available on ptcfrankston.com. Um, I think so. I think on the right-hand They're menu. Good. They're good. Uh, Marcos wrote a whole, whole It's just no bullshit. You know, I mean, yeah, these it's days, quite, it's quite too raw. much fluffery. It's quite raw. Yeah, it's, it's pretty raw. But there's a lot of truth to what he says. Um, and then... I was so interested, I contacted Marcos and I asked him if he could, you know, send me a program because, you know, I wanted more information, yep. I wanted sort of more structure. And then I started um, doing this three-day program that Marcos sent me. And I've the got a, actually quite a cool story about this as well. The full body. Yeah, the this is a good story. The first day, I, um, the first day was, I think the first set was five by ten squats. Yep, Monday morning. Anyway, I went into the gym. You know, I did this whole workout and I, you know, I, I think I did, my, I, I did my five by 10 squats at 40 or 45 kilos Gains. and I was so chuffed with myself, right? So I oh, went killing home, it. I went home, emailed Marcos, <laughs> told him like my weights and everything. And, um, you know, his reaction was a surprise to me at the time, but right but now no. it's not a surprise. Yeah. yeah. And so his reaction was 40 kilos is not a squat. <laughs> Go back to the gym, put 70 kilos on the bar and do it again. <laughs> so, you know, I was a little, let's say I was deflated. Um, Heartbroken. So I went straight back to the gym the same day and I put 70 kilos on the bar and I squatted the 5 by 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was a three-day program, um, you know, four body sessions, you know, yeah. benching and pulling and push, pull. deadlifts and, you know. All push, pull, push, press, press, all in one stuff. session, three days a week. Um, and then, like, Daniel... You, you didn't start that straight away. You and Mick were doing your own thing still. And then I think a few weeks later, you guys started to join in. Yeah, I think Michael and I, a friend yeah. of ours, Michael, used to train with us. Yeah, I think we sort of got... They thought they would get better gains than a cable machine, basically. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, let's not discuss that. But yeah, look, I <laughs> guess uh, we all started training in the garage using this three-day Well, once we, went, we, once we got over that hurdle, yes. we decided to um, you know, buy, buy some, some equipment, equipment snap, um, you know, Put it in my garage, so to speak, and that was the the birth of, of Rucci's gym. gym. Yeah, that was the birth of Rucci's gym. And that that was pretty much um, we had kind of a cool setup, really. Like we had a rack, we had a um, a Force USA rack, we had some bars, we had a whole set of bumper plates, we had a we also had a killing a, it a sixty four kilo kettlebell. Um, we had a uh, we had like a squat stand and a flat bench, which also doubled as our bench press. Yeah, we basically had all the tools that we needed to get the job done. Because yeah. we didn't have any dumbbells or anything. We didn't like need that. it in this program. No, it was a very no. simple. Which all programming should be relatively yeah, it's simple. It's all bilateral work. Yeah. Um, no, we, there was some lunges. Was there lunges? I can't no, remember. No, there was no lunges. Yeah. No, there was no lunges. So we ran this program for quite some time. Yeah, ages. Yeah. And it had the good old favorite Ukrainian deadlifts in it as well, which we still use to this day. Which is what the kettlebell was for. It's a great, yeah, the big kettlebell. Yeah, great exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know what a Ukrainian deadlift is, obviously you can UDL. Um, you can you Google it's not it. Not a drink. Yeah, UDL. <laughs> um, you know, you're holding a kettlebell um, in your hands, one kettlebell. You're you're standing on top of a set of blocks, and you're basically squatting that kettlebell down until your hands are in line with your feet. And you if do you that, can. and you do that for repetitions, and that's a Ukrainian deadlift. And we're doing sets of twenty. Yeah. It's two by twenty. Yeah. And they got pretty tough. So once you work up to twenty, you op you can add weight. Um, obviously, if you got a you know. If, 
yeah, if you've yeah. got a bigger kettlebell, that is. Uh, but you know, you could also hang some weight off it. You know, yeah, we've got a chains. We've got an eighty kilo kettlebell here yeah. now, and we actually ordered the one hundred and one hundred five. One hundred five, but the, it, it's over east. Pretty the, sure it's still sitting at the courier wouldn't yeah, put it onto the truck, so yeah, it's which sitting somewhere. I don't somewhere. understand to this day, quite frankly, because all you got to do is like Pick put it, it on a crate, <laughs> yeah, and use a forklift. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's a pretty common method of transport. So I don't know, man. Uh, I'm confused. Either way, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Anyway, um, we, we started training in the garage. Yeah. So, and that sort of brought us to the... We had been doing that for maybe one to two years, roughly. And then we entered our first powerlifting comp in 2010. Yeah. Which was the Capo WA State Titles. Mm, indeed. What um, were our lifts, do you remember? There would have been about 15 lifters, roughly 20, yeah, maybe. Like that. Um, that. I think I squatted about 140. I think you squatted 150. I squatted 150. We benched around 110-ish. I, I benched 117. 117. And Paul and you, deadlifted 180, I no, think. I, no, 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 no. You deadlifted 160. I deadlifted 150. So, you know, back then, yeah. quite obviously, I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm pretty sure that was the first and perhaps the last time I out-turtled you. Maybe. I don't know. I know. I think I out-turtled you in the next comp as well. Yeah. You know. The, so the, yeah. It was a time I used to be strong. So we kind of, we got into powerlifting sort of almost a decade ago now. And ever since then, it's just really become a passion of ours. And that's... 100%. You know, uh, you know the gym, the, uh, the garage gym kind of um, evolved. More people wanted to come and train with us. Paul and I were still working full... Well, I was working full-time on my own business. Paul was working full-time. And eventually, I actually went and did some control systems work with Paul for a couple of years. That was a lot of fun. And while we were in that job, we opened up um, PTC Perth. So what basically happened there was uh, Marcos, uh, PTC Frankston, um, was looking for people to, that he could trust to open PTC gyms around the country. Um, and we were fortunate enough to be one of those people. Yeah. So we opened PTC Perth back in 20, June 2012. Um, and ever since then, now you know the gym business has really flourished, um, and we've just become more and more involved in powerlifting. Um, you know, we've gone from a very very small team to a massive team. With uh, the gym, well, and also a small gym to a big yeah, gym. Yeah, our first gym was a little very humble, 170 square meters, which at the time was um, that was great. You know, awesome at Bigger the time. Bigger than my garage. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. So we outgrew that very quickly. We had people waiting outside to come in to use equipment. It was yeah, I ridiculous. Foam rolling outside. Yeah, the concrete, it, was, it was crazy. Waiting it's, to. Uh, yeah. So from there, we moved to another gym, um, not far from uh, the first gym, which was 450. Yep. 450 square meters, uh, and we stayed there a couple of years, but we kind of outgrew that quite quickly as well and really the limitation there was i think it just didn't facilitate um you know the the ability to run comps easily yeah i think it was the combination of things we we're trying to do run comps run a gym because at the time we've yeah. really started we you know we started running a lot of meets and we had to literally move the whole gym around to run meets it yeah, was, was just tough. getting it was getting it too was, difficult yeah, so that along with some other things like growth related issues and the need for us to want more equipment and and you know just more space um, and then eventually the gym that we're in now, which is just under a thousand square meters, um, you know, I mean, that's, this is our home. Indeed. Funny story, actually, the building that we're in, so in our first gym, so this new place we're in is literally across the road from our first gym of 170 square meters. Mm -hmm. And I remember with Paulie, so I can't remember when it was, we were in obviously in the first gym, they had a, there was a they business, a barbecue or there was like here. a car leasing place here and they had a barbecue or something. Yeah, like a sausage They invited us over. So Paul and I came over, had a sausage walked into the warehouse and looked around and were just like awestruck. And we basically said to each other, imagine this was our gym one day. We put that out into the universe. And that was yeah. like literally four years before maybe three or four years before um we actually moved are. here easily probably probably yeah three to four and years so what happened when we we're in the second gym we realized that 
we kind of needed to make a move because we were just felt restricted. Very, we, we felt yeah. um, suffocated where we were in suffocated a way. Suffocated is a good word. Um, yep. And then I showed, and I was, I was looking on realestate.com.au and then this place that we're in now, the dream, um, the dream place, let's call yeah, it, right. was up available for lease. So, like I couldn't believe my eyes. So literally I said to Paul, man, we're going to go check this place out. Literally, we like we were on it, you know. I remember straight away. I remember we got here and the, the guy let us in, and straight away we're like, "Yeah, this is going to go there. This is where the platform can be." Yeah, and already started planning <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it is what it is now. Well, now I think we're here. we even selected our offices with the first time we came. I in. think we did indeed. Yeah, I'm just just so you know, I've got the bigger office, which means I am the CEO of Ruchi's Gym. Paul really is the chief financial officer. CEO. I really do control I'm the, the management of the um, of this business, Paulie. Don't listen to him. <laughs> the only reason I gave him the bigger office because I didn't want the printer and other administrative functions and services in my office. Oh, please. <laughs> but uh, look, we're really happy where we are. It's an amazing facility. Um, you know, any, anyone who has seen our gym knows that it's pretty well decked out. And to be honest, that's just kind of the style of gym we wanted. We wanted our gym to speak words, so to speak. You know, we wanted a facility that helped facilitate the, our huge need to run massive meets and ha have a huge team. Because, you know, in our first gym, we had, you know, eventually when we had one mono, we had like 20 to 30 people just know, trying to... it was good fun, man. It is great I fun. I actually spoke um, about exactly, exactly this topic to someone yesterday. Actually, it was last night. In fact, it was my good friend, Josiah. We spoke about this, uh, you know, sort of like we termed it, you know, something like the good old days. Yeah. And, and I mean, it wasn't really that long ago. You know, let's say it was six to seven years ago, you yeah. know, when things were simpler. We all had to share equipment, you know. I know. Like we weren't bar snobs or equipment, you know. You know what I mean? Like, you got into a rack, you loaded the weight plates, you bent your knees, you know, it was... Simple. Things were simple, yeah. Now everyone's gridlocked with programs and, you know, preferential yeah. racks and bars and... And yeah, so the world's gone a bit crazy, and I think mm -hmm. the people that are coming into the sport now don't realise how. Oh, they're spoiled. How lucky they've yeah, got it. Sport, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they come in here, they've got, literally, the choice of any equipment that well, they want, yeah. based on the, you know, you know what fed they compete in or their personal preference, and there's plenty of it as well. You know, like you go back to our first gym when we had one mono, we had we had one 20, bench man, twenty to thirty people sharing. But you know what? It was a little bit of a different vibe, and you're going to get that you, as you grow. Yeah. Um. You know that happens, and I think every gym owner that's gone through that growth and yeah. into bigger facilities, more equipment, will tell you the same story. Yeah. Um. Not to say it's bad or good. It's just different. It's just different. It's yeah. just different. I mean, if we're ha if we're going to have a, a powerlifting team of 150 lifters, you can't have one mono. You can't have one mono. You yeah. know. So, um, that's just the way it is. Look at the moment. You know, things things are pretty hectic in here. We do have a big team. Um, maybe we'll cover that shortly. Yeah, I'm we'll let's talk about some of the things we're doing here, man. So, look, yeah, I, I guess um, Paul and I do have quite a big, um, a large responsibility, I guess. Paul is currently the WA, um, it's not really a delegate, the representative. Oh, it's, it's the, technically, it's the, the state manager. Paul is the state um, manager yeah, for, for the, the APU. APU here in WA. So and, and also Paul the state coach. And the state coach. So, Paul is responsible for running the meet here. And the state yeah, meet director. Okay, <laughs> mate. You don't need that many titles. No, I don't want that many titles. <laughs> I'm a little bit more simpler. I'm the GPC WA delegate, which means I'm responsible for promoting and uh, running all the GPC sanctioned meets here. This Isn't year, it nice to have harmony? It's very nice. So I guess what we like about what we're trying to accomplish here is that we're, we're inclusive. It doesn't matter where you lift or how you want to lift. We are happy as long as you're lifting. That's yeah. all that matters at the end of the day. Um, agree, yeah. There's just too much bullshit out there 
you know people trying to be exclusive and stop people from lifting in other places and feds and it's just crazy um we want to literally stay the fuck away out of that well as much as we possibly uh, yeah, can it's crazy least, yeah. you know wherever our lifters want to lift we will support them all right so i'm the gpcwa delegate and this year we've got like 12 meets on the calendar we've already had four this year including yeah. the gpc state championship the next one we've got is the apu perth open yep and then later on this year we're going to be hosting the apu classic nationals That's which is a massive three-day meet November here but eight to ten um last year we had a na- we had a nationals here last year we had the gpc tj mes so teen juniors masters equipped single lift nationals comp, yep. i thought it was a really good comp it was pretty it was flawless i loved it, yeah, it loved every minute comp. um to be honest, it's you know one of the, the best comps Nationals is being run this year, Daniel. I've got no idea. Uh, my feeling it is it was a rhetorical question. My, my, I think it's going to be in Brisbane this year. I'm not sure, but that'll be um, good. Look, uh, everyone will find out in due course, but at the moment, I'm not too sure. All I know is what's happening here in WA. Um, Truth. So yeah. you know, 12 meets this year. You know, and all of these meets, especially our novice comps, they all sell out. Oh, so man, the, the June, crazy. the June mega novice comp actually sold out in a week. 120 uh, lifters. lifters so all of our novice, novice comps sell out um, and this year we had over 100 people register for GPC States that's fantastic uh, I yeah. think we had about 90 lift and I expect Perth Cup in September to be equally as about big the same and I'm telling you right now um, Classic Nationals for the APU you know we're looking at you know heading towards 180 lifters over three days yeah be massive so it's going to be massive yeah so for those of you who are interested in maybe some of the events we've got coming up you can always check out our facebook page just search for ruchi's gym go to the events or even mm-hmm. to the website ruchi'sgym.com and there's a calendar of events available in the menu we always try and make sure they're updated because we do run a lot of events we do find the need to be very organized otherwise things get away from you um and look we understand from lifters perspective you know it helps when you know what's going on absolutely um the, the more that we can uh, i guess proactively provide information to the lifter the less reactive questions we get from people so it takes up less of our time as well mm. in terms of questions and oh, stuff people like to be informed absolutely mm-hmm. yeah cool. paul and i also are powerlifting coaches um you know we've been power, doing this sort of coaching now for i, I guess almost a decade um, and Paul and I coach personally up to, I think, close to about 100 lifters at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah um, right. A lot of those lifters train here at Ruchi's Gym, but we also have a lot of lifters that don't train here, either outside of sort of the local area in Perth, in other gyms, and also have clients over east and um, internationally as well. So, you know, we have a fair few clients um, yeah, quite a diverse around the place. Clients, really. And we're going we're gonna to talk about, I guess, in a maybe later episode, some of our training philosophies as yeah. well because Paul and I obviously been doing it quite a while we work very closely together we have developed sort of our own philosophies our own our sort of our own framework for our how we style. do things yeah. you know um, and we've had lots of success over the years we do work with a lot of beginners um, a lot of very strong elite lifters as well so um, it's quite a mix yeah it's good yeah it's good yeah, it's good indeed yeah yeah so what else do we do in here Dan what about Man, we can so talk about the, the new strength club we just started sort of the new group Look, what about on a personal level in terms mm-hmm. of our own powerlifting? Obviously, oh, being okay. gym owners, um, it's very difficult. We when it, lift? <laughs> we find it very difficult to get our own training in. Um, you know, it is what it is, and any gym owner will tell you the same thing. It's very difficult to train in your own gym, especially when there's a lot going on um, because people demand a lot of your time, which is fine. That's the life of a gym owner, but it is very difficult. So Paul and I at the moment are um, really trying hard to get our training in. We're actually doing some bodybuilding program. It's crazy. Yeah. It's got like sixty to seventy sets. It's crazy. Yeah. So in between those days, I'm trying to get my like my main lifting in. So like for example, last night I did my squat session. Um, I've sort of been having some labrum um, issues in my hip, um, sort of towards um, well actually for quite a while now. 
Yeah. Yeah. My last meet was in 2017 um, in June um, where I, I joined the 300 kilo squat club. Boom. Oh, yeah, boy. I would love to get back to that. It's a bit high, though. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> I got too white, so I'm happy. I also squatted 300 twice in training, just um, putting it out there. Yeah, but it's only training. So it's all, yeah, no, count. it's all good. I don't really yeah. care. I'd love to just get myself back to that point and try and, and improve all, on my yeah. total. Yeah. Paulie's kind of also struggled with a few. I've also got some shoulder shit going on. Paulie. Oh, actually, okay. I think, you know, like, you know, a few years ago, I was doing really well. Um, you know, then I got sick and, yep. and then, you know, I sort of came back. It's been a year now since I was hospitalized. So, you know, late Tell last Tell us about year, that, Roosh. Yeah, I can, I can talk about that maybe our listeners might be interested but um so it was about a year ago now i um i was diagnosed with myocarditis and uh which is really an inflammation of the cardiac muscle i was in the u.s at the time when the the cardiac muscle inflames obviously it hurts it hurts a lot presents very much like a a heart attack um you know and all all the sort of blood markers are moving in the the direction you don't want them to move (laughs) which Mm -hmm. also presents as a a heart attack so i spent a lot of time in the er it's quite a life-threatening um, disease. Um, you know, maybe you guys have heard, you know, like sort of when a soccer player or a football player just drops dead on, on the pitch and then you hear about it on Facebook, that's myocarditis normally. So it's a bit of a silent, it can be a silent killer. Um, so, I mean, I think I was pretty lucky. They said I was pretty lucky in that I was quite well conditioned. And Yes, you were. Thankfully. At the time, thank, Paulie was shredded. Thankfully, I, the, the, year or the year before that, I worked a lot on my, um, you know, my body composition, my strength levels, my conditioning. Um, it was actually quite, quite funny. One day, or the first time I went in there, I was admitted into the cardiac ward. And um, at one point, I just took my shirt off because I was, you know, I was sit- sitting in the same shirt for a few days. You know how it is when you go into ER and, you know, you're sitting around and, and then you go into the, um, you know, into the ward. Um, so I took my shirt off and I was, I wanted to walk around, you know, because I was sitting in the bed for so long. So I got up, you know, you know, carried my thing with me and you know, sort of walked around the ward and the nurse asked me to put my T-shirt back on. Because you were shredded. Well, you know, there's, I'm in the cardiac ward and there's a lot of sensitive people in the cardiac ward, Daniel. So Paul's getting the ladies a little know. bit excited in the cardiac and ward. And I was like, really? Like, oh, jeez. Like, I just, you know, just want to, you know, sort of relax. Anyway, that was a bit of a funny story. Yeah. But anyway, anyway that took me about, um, about three months to sort of, um, you know, sort of get over. And I actually still have a cardio. Um, I've got my last cardio appointment coming up in April. Mm-hmm. And that should give me the final all clear, which is good which is fantastic but sort of after the three months when they cleared me to exercise again I started training and let me tell you right now that was really really hard like for that three months as you know like I virtually had um, very very little activity yeah Um, at one point they basically said to me like you know like either stop walking around or walk very slow stop walking walk very crazy so my activity levels were extremely low um, you know, so obviously my conditioning and my, my fitness levels decreased as well. So when I went back to uh, to a squat bar, f- for example, I remember putting 60 kilos on my back and thinking, oh my God, this is so heavy. <laughs> anyway, it didn't take me too long to sort of build back up to my strength levels. And I ended up doing the WA State Championships with APU. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then I... I actually, I, well, I PV my turtle. You did Thank indeed. You very much. But you could have done so much more. Yeah, well, the if you before, were, yeah, the year before that, yeah, you were looking yeah. really, really good, and yeah. you were very strong as well at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it'll it'll happen again yeah. for me. And uh, and then I ended up doing classic nationals, and um, at the same time coaching the whole team of about twenty one, which we brought over as well, and that was in Swansea in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what I'm doing is I'm. Well, I've, I've, since then, really, I've, I've struggled with a bit of a quad issue on my left side, and I've recently had a scan, and 
it's sort of like sort of um it's brought to surface what i made and what i thought it was and it's basically i basically have a um a tendinopathy in the on my left hand side origin of my rec fem um, there's also a bone spur there right there's an osseous growth yeah. there on the on the neck of my female yeah so ho hopefully um it you know it'll be as simple as getting in there you know with an anthrosc anthroscopic surgery or keyhole surgery and shaving or whatever they do with that um yeah, we'll just that shave it down. Bone. Bit of sandpaper. And that will, you know, <laughs> I'll regain a lot of range in my hip and hopefully, you know, and yeah. then once we hit the tendinopathy, it'll sort of just... Yeah, I, I think the tendinopathy down. is probably the smoke from the fire. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I'm, I'm hoping, I, I cannot wait to squat again. Like, I bet. Like in angst. Um, you know, who, do, who doesn't love squatting? I mean, we're squatters, we love squatting. We Paul and I are definitely squatting. squatters. Yeah. We hate so deadlifting. In fact, we're happy if we, powerlifting completely changed. We remove the deadlift and pull back in the strict curl. 100%. So really, a, for the strict curl, um, replacing the curl deadlift. Curl squat bench or something? Curl squat bench or fucking squat bench curl. curl we don't something. really care, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Just put the curl back in. Let's put the sake. curl back in. Yeah. Um, but no, we're, really, we're only joking. Yeah. But seriously, let's put it in. So what I'm doing right now is I'm <laughs> waiting for my appointment with the ortho um, and and I'm doing, like you said, we're doing some bodybuilding training. I may have a sniff at an ICN comp next year, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be doing it purely for just to go out there and, and just have fun. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and, you know, something to do. Good. You know, bodybuilding. Do. I'm also going to be continuing powerlifting once my... my um, that rec fem clears up mm -hmm. i'm hoping i'm going to have time to compete in our state championships here and then maybe even uh, nationals yes. gotcha um so we'll see sort of see hopefully the time frame allows anyway so yeah 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 well when's your next comp look i would love to compete next year if all things go well for me over the next six months i'll probably just step onto the platform in october at, a no at the novice meet just yeah. to sort of get my feet wet because it would have been over two years since i've been on the platform so really just Coming back to training, a reintroduction of competition, yeah. I guess, um, and then see how I go. But you know, right now I'm just happy to be training. That's good. You yeah, know, no, no, my weight's back yeah. up. You know, my body composition is heading in the right direction, and my yeah. weight's gone up. So that's good news. Um, yeah. Look, you know, you know what it's like, and this is something that we can, and, and something we can cover later on is, you know, the concept of building good habits. Yeah, and that when you're in a slump, when you are injured, that's the most important. Time that is the most gym. important time yeah. to actually head down, focus on your goals, focus on where you want to get to. Because most of the time, we've seen it, how many times we've seen this. Well, board? a lot of the time, Dan, it's it's actually a realignment. Someone of goals. comes into the yeah. gym, they train hard for three months, they stub their toe, all of a sudden they can't train because they they stub their toe. You never see them again. Yeah, um, like I said, actually, like. Um, I, I actually encourage a realignment of goals or objectives. So, for example, um, one of the things that I did is I in, in the past is that I, I realigned my objective to be more of nutrition. You yes. Know, get, okay, you know what? I can't squat. I can't deadlift. You know, and that's happened to to a lot of us. Yeah. That's fine. But there's still other things I can do to improve Absolutely. myself. And so what I did is I dialed in my nutrition. Yes, you did indeed. Yeah. And so and, I was and completely now jelly, by the way. And and now my now I'm quite good with. My, quite good with my nutrition yeah um so yeah that's good look i think what you went through was definitely a lesson to all of us because you went through this transformation and you were jacked like you were so so shredded oh, I was and all right. man it was it was awesome and i know you're going to get back there and, and step back onto the platform so that's and, all good and not just the platform the stage he wants to get on the stage if you are listening and want to see paul get back on the stage let us know um yeah i don't know how that's going to go yeah, Paul probably try and squat his competitors. They line up. Well, <laughs> well, I went to see. I went to visit um, Rich yesterday at um, 
at the new gym there. And, uh, the and physique code. Correct, correct, physique code. And, um, yeah, so, we, you know, we spoke a bit. He, he gave me a bit of a shoulder workout, you know, which was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, we spoke maybe a bit about me doing maybe an ICN comp, you know, and maybe next year sometime. Bet he did. Um, Rich trying to reel Paul in. Well, I mean, I wanted to do it a few years ago. And, you know, obviously when things happen, things happen, you can't do something. You look, I think it's something that I think would be fun. I'm certainly not, well, I mean, things change, but I don't intend on it being something I would stay in if that makes sense. Uh, um, yeah. But I think it would be a lot of fun just to like get sh- jacked and tanned and shredded and diced. Um, diced. <laughs> Great word. I, I don't think I want to do bodybuilding like with the trunks, but I think maybe just like physique with the board shorts or something like that would be fun. Um, you know, that's Yeah, well, I think they'll slot you into the category that's most appropriate. I mean, I want to be in, basically, I want to be in board shorts, but I want my legs tearing the board shorts. I love it. Or you have to slit a hole through the board correct, shorts so correct. that you're, yes, correct, I like correct. it. I don't want to be in board shorts because I'm hiding small legs. Yeah, I, I know what you're in, saying. I want to be like, I want to fill those shorts up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I bet you want to yeah. fill them up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we've already been going for over 30 minutes and it just seems that we've got so much to talk about that we haven't covered, like even more of our history in terms of like, yeah. I mean, I've got got a computer science degree, Paul's got an electronic systems engineering degree, um, and some of the things that we've done in our lives that sort of have led us to here. I've, you know, Paul and I have run lots of businesses throughout our lives, um, lots of online stuff. Um, we always promised ourselves we'd never run a brick and mortar business. Well, that was back then, but you know, things change, man. Yeah. You know, like, that's just the way it is. But, um, you know, so a lot of our experience comes from our past, you know, our past, and we've had lots of success, but we've also had lots of failure, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, look, failure is just a stepping stone to success, and you know, I see failures as a, 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 an opportunity to learn something. So, um, yeah, and so we have a, quite a big background in terms of where we've come from, in terms of business, and a lot of that has stuff has helped us, uh, obviously, with um, oh, our many, gym business. Uh, many aspects, you know, yeah, of our gym business. Um, sure. You know, I've always I've been working for myself now for like pretty much two decades. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've I've had all sorts of ups and downs and sideways action. Um, you know, so Paul also, we're all actually also in the middle of our sports science degrees, which we're finding very difficult to sort of um, get back to uni and get oh, onto some units. I mean, one of the reasons I left engineering because I wanted to, um, you know, to get stuck into that degree and finish the first year. And I'm kind of, honestly, I'm spewing slightly, well, a lot, I'm spewing a lot really that I can't actually find the time to get back in there and do it. Yeah, it's just thing, things are so hectic here. It's really difficult to sort of find the time to... Yeah. Um, Look, in saying that, we do believe that continuing your education as a, as a coach, as a personal trainer, as a professional in any industry is really Absolutely. important for personal growth. If you yeah. stop learning, you're pretty much going to fade away. Paul and I do our own personal development in, our, in sort of our own ways. Um, uni was obviously a fantastic way to just broaden, um, broaden the knowledge base. I mean, for me, you know, it was, you know, like, you know, it sort of forced me to go to uni. Like it was a, a, an official law. Yeah. Um, look, the piece of paper is nice, but you don't need the piece of paper necessarily. Yeah. Um, look, I'm also a qualified remedial therapist. And, you know, what happened, I, I guess a bit of background there was um, when dad passed away in January of 2014. Um, I don't know. I just, that was after that. Yeah, you're right. What ha- well, what happened was I hadn't, you know, I, I just dad passed away and I just, I mean, I just thought about life a little bit and I just, for some reason, felt the need to try to do something to help people more. Because, um, you know, I'm, re- I'm about really helping people and, and that's why we're here, you know. And um, I don't know why, for some reason, I just thought I'm going to become a remedial massage therapist. You know, it, it'll add to my um, my skill base. It'll add to the what I can offer in terms of our clients and our gym services. 
Um, and literally that day, I made a phone call to a local place, um, Paramount College here in, in Malaga. Are they still there? Yeah, they're still there. I, I enrolled literally same day, started the week. It was just by That's pure right. luck That's that right. it was yeah. starting the week after. Um, it was an 18-month course mm-hmm. full-time so that's pretty much half a degree yeah, yeah. i was quite surprised how in-depth they went in terms of the anatomy and physiology a lot of the anatomy stuff was tactile so lots of hands-on obviously because you've yep. got hands-on bodies 18 months pretty full-on but um you yeah, know you, i won, you went on to do you did i won the i won the or? award and everything so oh, this cool. guy he's he's, all, he's a gold medalist i annihilated that yep. diploma but look i found remedial massage was a really good um um, you know, notch in my belt, so to speak, to add to my skill set. Mm-hmm. I offer, we do remedial massage here, and also I've done my dry needling course, so I do dry needling as well. Do a lot of rehabilitation work. Do you how many how many people tell me, oh, you can just get your brother to give you a massage, and I just laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. My brother's gonna give me a massage. Good on you. It's not that easy, man. Yeah, no, I know. I know. You know, in, even now, I don't have time, a lot of time, um, mm-hmm. to dedicate to doing um, yeah, well, treatment. Um, I think it was late 2018, uh, 2017. I sort of, mm. for some reason, I tried to amp, like ramp up ramp the up. hours. I got to about 15 hours a week. And after a few months, I just, my my knuckles were getting sore mm-hmm. and my wrists. And I was like, no, nah, fuck this. Mm. So I, I stripped it's the hours you, back yeah. to about five hours a week, which I do roughly three to five hours a week of remedial a week at the moment. I don't really have much more time outside of that, to be honest. Mm, yeah. um, and so I really focus mainly on the acute, um, injuries um, and injuries related to powerlifting for the team. I don't really do a lot of just relaxation or just general massage for the sake of massage, only because my time doesn't permit. Um, but um, yeah. look, we we always looking for someone to bring on board that is willing to really put in the hard yards. So if you are a medial massage therapist and want to get involved, let us know. Um, look, there's so much to cover, man. Like our coaching philosophies, how we deal with referrals to the physios that in the in the network that we work with, our yep. allied professional allied health professional network. Yep. Um, you know the responsibility of a coach, the scope of work that you work within. There's so many topics that we can discuss. Um, and, and Paul and I do have quite a broad range of things that we work on. We wear many hats, you know. So um, our days are full. at the moment. At the moment, I calculated last week we're doing between 18 and 100 hours a week. Yep. And that's between running the new um, strength club that we've got running here, our coaching clients, one-on-ones, running a gym business, event management, you name it. It's just it's just full on. Yeah. Um, you know, we are looking at hiring soon mm-hmm. um, to add to the start. It's actually going to be a, probably a full-time position. Yes, it will um, be. It will be a full-time position. It will be full-time. And so, you know, because we're really looking to bring on someone who's going to gel well with our culture and our philosophies, oh, our values. Obviously, um, a lot in the workload for us as well. Yeah, because things is just crazy. And to be honest, I don't feel that's going to get, it's going to get simpler. It's still going to be crazy because Paul and I, you know, for some reason, we always just like piling more work on. Like uh, pretty much after this podcast, we've got two new client meetings, um, coaching and, and um, coaching clients and, and memberships. So just they just keep coming in, man. So... Look, it's exciting times. If you go back, say, five or six years when things were a lot quieter, you know, we're still developing our own, um, Mm. you know, finding our own way as coaches and strength coaches and sort of in the sport of powerlifting. Now we're a bit more established. We do have a reputation and I guess our own brand, which brings us to the point um, of our rebrand. So we were PTC Perth and last November or October, we rebranded to Roach's Gym. And for no other reason other than that, we just wanted to represent our own brand. You know, yeah, um, a lot of people have said to me, like, do you guys have a falling out? You know, it's, no, it's it, nothing it like that. A, no, no. no. Um, we're always going to be um, friends with Marcos and the crew over there. It's got nothing to do with anything else other than that. 
Um, we just want to represent our own brand and, and and sort of grow in the direction that we want to grow. You know, that's yeah. all. Look, it's been actually a really positive change. You know, everyone loves the the name, the logo, the colors. Yeah. You know, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's been a really positive change for us. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit of background about the actual logo design. Um, for, for those that don't know, I mentioned it before, our dad, uh, Ron, passed away in 2014, January, from mm-hmm. um, a thyroid um, cancer, a pretty bad one. Um, he was a healthy guy, you know, soccer referee, played sport his whole life, never smoked or drunk, you know, cancer, thyroid, that gave him 12 months. Paul and our family did everything to help save him. Um, oh, he lasted 14. And he lasted 14 or 15 months. And, um, you know, this is, this is actually quite hard to talk about, but... You know, everything we do, we kind of have our dad in mind. And, um, you know, so, yeah, what we've done is his favorite soccer team was Roma, as AS Roma mm-hmm. in Italy. And their colors are pretty much um, well, the royalty colors, yeah, gold royal, and royal burgundy. Colors, yeah. So we wanted to incorporate, one, the colors of his favorite team into our logo. And also we've incorporated the sh- some of the shape design yeah. of the Roma logo emblem, yeah. emblem into yeah. our logo design. So if you bring up the AS Roma logo... And compare it and with, compare it with our logo, logo, you'll see some similarities. The big one is the colors. A lot of people don't realize that the apex of our logo, it's actually not, they're not straight lines. They're no, they're not straight. slightly concave. And that is because the Roma logo is, is curved. Fully concave, yeah. So the apex at the top, those lines, are not. it's not straight. It's that actually curved. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's what we decided to do with our logo. And I think it's worked really well, man. It kind of has an old school feel to it, but like a modern, it's with a modern spin. elegant and strong. And, you know, I think, yeah, it's, it works well. Yeah, yeah. and I really like it. Yeah. Um, and, and Mick Everett did a great job, really. Mick. Uh, Everett Fantastic does job. a lot of our artwork now. Yeah. Um, you know, he, so he legend. He encapsulated our ideas and thoughts into a logo. I think. Brilliant. You know, when you're working with an, a graphic artist, sometimes when you work with some, they just don't capture the essence of what you're trying to achieve. Mick does a really good job of capturing that. I know, but you have to understand, some people have that artistic flair, and some people are like just screen artists. You know, they they can copy something really well, and, yeah, and, and maybe amalgamate two things. That's what I'm saying. Things. But they can't Mick take has a thought fan- or a... Absolutely. Mick has yeah, a fantastic no ability of taking your concept yeah. and then turning that into an actual into it, reality. But even if the concept is just in words. Abstract. Yeah, it could yeah, be abstract, an abstract yeah, concept. Yeah, you know, yeah. for example, he did all the artwork for TJMES uh, Nationals last year. Yep. And for the swan design and the city, the city um, scale. The it looks mint. Yeah, I love it. Looks it. Mean, yeah, it's cool. um, one of the best concept arts that we've we've had, to be honest. Yeah. Actually, um, to be honest, I, I think it's actually one of the... Oh, it's, it's the best banner we've hung up. Oh, it Actually, looks mint. Yeah. I'm disappointed we can't hang it up all the time, but it is yeah. an event banner, so it kind of doesn't make sense. It to does hang up. hang up in our gym. It is up on the on the gym wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poorly, man. We've been going for almost well forty three oh, minutes. That. You know, like if people want us to speak, they want us to speak. Look, um, we did promise ourselves that our podcast will be somewhere between thirty and forty five minutes. You know, because we don't want to just talk for the sake of talking. We want to make sure that um, you know, it's an efficient yeah, podcast. Um, hopefully, I think we'll just maybe wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Look, that was a, a real brief introduction. Obviously, there's a lot outside of this. Um, there's and still a lot in that, to be honest. In, yeah, yeah, in that. We can cover a lot a lot more in future podcasts. If there's anything specific you guys want to hear, hear us talk about, um, let us know because we're more than happy to share our experiences um, in the strength game, in powerlifting, in life, whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah.
Pretty good. Yeah, Look, I'm, I'm not sure what the next. We've got a whole list of topics that we are going to um, to cover. To yeah. cover, and Paul and I are going to have a meeting sometime over the next few days and discuss what our episodes are going to look like. Say for the next four or five, we will be covering definitely the West Side movie coming out on May seventh, and that kind of ties up ties into the into sponsorship as well. Paul and I have always tried to give back a little bit into powerlifting by um, sponsoring um, certain events. For example, we've sponsored Big Dogs twice. Um, and we and were pro raw a few times. No, just big dogs. Sure. I think, think so. Yeah, we're done. Pretty sure we've done. Pro raw once. Pretty I can't sure. remember. Um, and we were a massive. We're prob- we were the biggest contributor to the West Side versus the World movie. We are the um, the only executive producer of the film. Can't wait till the film comes out. I've seen it. Uh, a lot of people in Perth have seen it when we had the f- uh, movie premiere that was here. Awesome. Yeah. But part of their kickstart was obviously depending on the level of support. You would um you know. Depend on the sort of look, but everyone who um, who was involved with Kickstart, there there are some great incentives. Absolutely, you know, you get, you know copies of the DVD, T-shirts, yeah, and merchandising and stuff. Are we going to get those shoes? Mate, yes, we're getting the shoes. I cannot wait to get those shoes. Get ring Michael Fahey right now. <laughs> yeah, you ring him. <laughs> so look, the movie is going to be released May seventh. It's actually um, being put into a film festival in the US, which is fantastic to get some exposure. It will be available on all um, sort of pay per view streaming, um, like I. It is going to be on. I think definitely Netflix will come after Um, it'll be on pay-per-view streaming platforms first and then it'll go to Netflix um, later on but look I've seen it it's awesome movie the intro is sick when our names come up and our gym name that's cool that's cool Um, you know to be able to have our name on a, on a movie like that in powerlifting, you know, it's, it's really awesome. cool. It's amazing, yeah. It's and cool. it was a way that we could give back to the sport in a way that was sort of a diff- little bit different from the other ways that we've done before. Um, oh, it's very unique. You, you know, know, so... Perhaps not many opportunities come around like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. awesome. Really enjoy. I went to the US... Like, we'll talk about this in the, when we yeah, do the yeah, episode sure, about the West sure. Side film. But we'll wrap it up. Um, hope you guys have a great day. Give us some feedback. And also, subscribe... Give us that five-star rating and also any comments. <laughs> Daniel's really good at this shit, eh? I'm no good at this shit. I'm no good at this stuff. Reviews, five-star ratings, subscribe to our channel, yeah, our all, podcast. Do all the things. All the Share things. It. Look, honestly, we hope that this podcast at least provides you guys with some information. Um, today, obviously, was just a bit of background, but we do want to cover some topics that you guys can learn from our experiences and our philosophies from. And we'll wrap it up. But, um, Paulie, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much for your time, Daniel. All right, guys. All right. Catch you on the flip-flop later.